Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Watching the game, Ralph? Which one? Uh, Miami? Yeah. Atlanta? Yeah. That's the one I'm watching. That's how white size that guy. Well, he needs to more than that guy, man, if they're going to win this game. But, you know, they're not featuring him. They're not going to him. But, nah, Bosch is the missing guy. He only had two points in the first half. You got to get involved. All right, come on, y'all. Let's get some stops. Who you watching, B? Detroit? Yeah, Detroit, Indiana. Yo, what do you think about their 3-0 start? B, you, uh, you believe in it? I mean, believing it like as far as what? Like, do I think something's going to happen because they 3-0? and That's a good start, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a good start. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like what, what Stan Van Gundy is doing. And, mm. you know, it seems like the players is believing into the system and stuff like that. So I like that. But, I mean, we still going to be like, you know, you know, uh, barely make the playoffs or barely miss the playoffs. That's all I'm expecting for them this season. But I mean, it's good if they do make the playoffs because I do want them to get that 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 feel, that taste, yeah. of, you know, and know what it takes. But I mean, I'm not like, oh my god, we three and zero in the 82 game season, and you know, because you know what, man, like there there's a lot of up and coming teams in the East. The East isn't that bad. They're just young now. Because Orlando, did y'all see that game with OKC? That, that double trip overtime game? Yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't watch the whole game, but I did uh catch some of it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch none of well barely anything of the game. I just saw a lot of the highlights, but yeah, man, that, that game was crazy. And and I'm telling you, man, Orlando's a problem. They're, they're, they're gonna compete night in, night out. You just not you just not gonna walk over them. You're gonna have to earn that win. Oh yeah. And I think that's how Detroit is. Detroit is like yep. that. You know, you can't just come in and just walk right over them. So mm-hmm. you know. All right, well, let's go ahead and get the show started. Um, you know, I don't even know if we'll go the full two hours, man. You know, I think it's a little bit different being on Blap uh, than it is with Blogs Already, where you program two hours and you basically go until you're done. Um, you know, I got the list of topics. We'll just kind of go through those and kind of see where the show goes. But for those of you that that's new to us um, and that have been watching B and I on the uh, What Up Though Fantasy Football show. This is actual, actually the show. The show we do every Tuesday on Blog Talk Radio. We do it live. We don't have our host tonight, uh, 12 Cow. He was unable to make it. But, you know, I'm your captain now, man. So that's that's what it is. And you can see. See, this is why I like doing video. Because you can see the reactions from B when he's watching TV and he just, something happened, he didn't like it, and you saw that reaction. You couldn't get that with Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, you know, I, th- I think it's kind of cool that uh, you guys get some visuals. And then I think what, what's also dope is that we can also chop it up, put it on YouTube. Um, I sound real old talking about the YouTube. Uh, put it on YouTube and shit and, um, you know, go from there, man. So hopefully you guys are feeling it. Um, as always, you know, I know Ryan has already told us, but everybody else, man, let us know what you guys think about Dead in Sports on Blap. Um, we would like to make this transition if you guys are feeling it. Um, I know I like being able to actually look at B, look at FIFO, you know, that way if there's something that, cause sometimes, you know, FIFO be trying to chime in, man. And, and, you know, we just keep going. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, so anyway, so basically what the Dead in Sports show is, you know, we just kind of talk about, you know, a lot of the big topics that topics that happen throughout the week. And then we also, um, you know, just kind of recap some of the news. So Sunday. Or was it Monday? It don't matter. The Kansas City Royals have won the World Series. Uh, this was, it was, Monday. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. All right, cool. Um, you sure be? No, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. Okay. Said it was Sunday. Well, okay. It was so. It was probably it was okay. So yesterday, I remember. I t- yeah, it was. It was Sunday because yesterday morning I tweeted out. You know, congratulations to the. Kansas City Royals. Yeah, they had the parade today. Yeah, that's my fault. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was an interesting series. I don't know how much of you know. Oh, chocolate fruits from uh, KC. So, hey, shout out, congratulations on on that on that W, man. I think it was um it was definitely well deserved. I think you guys earned it. It was great to see you guys get back there and um, win it all, man. Um, even though I was, you know, I, I think I was really torn between both teams because I do like the Mets. Um, I thought what they had uh, was, was special this year. Um, but I also uh, really wanted to see the Cubs there, too. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. But it was good to see Kansas City get back and actually win it. I think for me, damn, I don't know if I would have been cool with um, watching them lose the second World Series, you know. So um, anyway, I thought that that was dope. But what I thought was really interesting about the series is that the Mets – Blew three. Well, familiar blew three saves. So that means the Mets had three opportunities to win. Yeah, to win a game. Yeah, and I think they were leading in in most of the games uh, throughout the World Series. Yeah, but, that, that's why. That's why a lot of people kept saying like, "Oh man, you know, New York Mets, they choked, they choked." Because I, because I think the only games I literally watched were games two and three. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch game four. But I watched games two and three. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know I didn't watch the first one because the first one went on for like like that shit didn't go off to like two in the morning because <laughs> they went they played fourteen innings. But um, but yeah, I watched game three to games two and three. It was only the two games I was able to like kind of sit down and like watch or whatever. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of the action really took place, you know, like Chocolate Fruit said, like really towards the seven seventh inning on, man. Because that's when the Royals made their comeback, and you know, for those for those of you that haven't followed the Royals or even just watched follow any of baseball all year, that's what they've been doing all year. And then I got into an interesting uh, topic with somebody on Twitter about it because they were they felt that the Royals were lucky if they won the World Series, and you know, yeah, the Mets made a series of, of errors, and yeah, the Blue Jays made, made errors as well. But the fact of the matter is that's part of the game, just like turnovers are part of, you know, football and basketball. Right. So, you know, it's not 
the Royals' fault that they played better defense than the Mets. So, you know, so I, I think that they earned it because they didn't make, you know, any of those errors and they made, you know, uh, they played great defense. So overall, man, I, and, and, you know, more importantly, man, they were there last year and they knew what it took to get back there and they knew what it took to win it because it went seven. So, you know, they had that experience, whereas the Mets didn't have that, that experience. They had pitching and they had a hot uh, Daniel Murphy, but Cespedes disappeared. And, you know, you know, it's just like Chocolate Fruit said, and, you know, it's who makes the errors. Yeah, yeah, the game was so, so that's what happened. The Mets fell apart, and the Royals just didn't quit. And I think you have to appreciate that from Kansas City. So what what did you think about it, um, Ralph? I know we covered the the World Series last year. Um, you know the Royals came back; they won it all, man. Yeah, honestly, man, I did not follow baseball. I know you didn't watch it, but you know just the fact that I mean, I know you have some thought on them coming back in multiple games. Nothing. All right, cool. Well, that's it, man. That's FIFO's take. Uh, everybody, he's a basketball guy. He says he's a basketball expert. That's his uh, expertise. If you want to hear that, check out the uh, FIFO episode of the <laughs> NBA preview and uh, and hear FIFO talk. Um, so anyway. Shout out to MLB, man. Shout out to MLB. <laughs> yeah, I, I play baseball, man. So, I, I, you know, I can I can appreciate a good game of baseball. Yeah, yeah, I can too, man. Um, I'll uh, pass. It's all good, man. It's all good. We we all have our our likes and dislikes, um, man. All right, so let, let's get into this, man, because we've been going back and forth on on Twitter about this whole thing and people coming at my neck because we dropped the video. If you guys haven't seen the video, um, go check it out. Top NBA shooting guards of 2015-16, in addition to the uh, point guard video where FIFA and I we disagreed on Westbrook and Steph Curry. We'll get into Steph Curry later on in the show. But um, this 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 is about Kobe, man. The title is Kobe Sucks. That's what everybody's saying, man. They're writing him off. Kobe himself even admitted that he sucked. <sighs> FIFO, hit us up, B. He said that Kobe won't average 20 points, man. You think that's true, B? B, does Kobe suck, B? I mean, I, I, you know what it is. I just think because by him coming off an injury, let's, let's, oh, he played like what a total of forty two, forty three games in the past two years, two seasons. I think he's just getting a little rust off, man. I mean, he, I, th- I do think he's shooting a little too much, but I, I, I you know, but it's Kobe, so Kobe's going to take his shots. But I just think he's just getting the rust off. I mean, that's why he think he's sucking right now because he's not knocking down the shots. It's not like, it's not like Kobe can't create his shots. We, it's not like we, we're not seeing him. You know, that's what it is. That's huh? the problem. Look, man, Kobe is a tough shot taker and tough shot maker. And when you're 38 years old, those shots are even tougher because you don't have the hang time. You don't have the separation. Uh, I think from what from what I see, he still looked like I'm, – I'm not saying he looked like Kobe 28 years old, 27 years old, Kobe, but he can still create his own shots. It's not like we – it's look, not look, like we just see him struggling. Look, 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 look. Watch the games. Watch Kobe Bryant in particular. He's not creating the same amount of separation. He does not have the same lift. He's lost a couple steps. And I, he, and I think and I think that's just part of him getting his rust and getting his rhythm. He don't got right. his rhythm. Man. And, 
Okay, and I don't think that's rust and rhythm. To me, I think that's age and attrition. I don't think it's rust and rhythm. He takes too many. Last year, he took the most, the biggest percentage of contested shots in the NBA. Nick Young was third. That does not go to towards continuity on offense. So, so to me, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't roll with that, man. Kobe takes too many tough shots. He needs to take a reduced role for that team to get better. Because it is, it's about the future now. Look at what KG's done. KG's like, yo, I'm just out here to mentor. I know I can't hoop like that no more. And Kobe is is going toward that route. And, and, and it is not what it is. Mentality, though. I mean, but, but he he's even said he's even said that he has to take a back seat. These are his words. The same way that he said that you know he sucks right now. He's not even a top 200 player. These are his words. He say, he say he's taking a back seat, but the way he's being aggressive and taking a lot of shots, that don't like no back seat to me. Because it's Kobe. But right now, honestly, the pecking order should be Julius Randle first and Jordan Clarkson second. Kobe could get thirds if this team is to get better. Julius Randle is the future of this franchise. This dude needs the block. Just how they're doing in, in Minnesota with Carl Anthony. You see the numbers he's putting up? You Look, man, it's a youth movement, man. Kobe is not that guy to get you over the hump anymore. You just have yeah, to move I, on. He, he's in a slump. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what... He's just, he just rusty, man. He, he okay, he's soon, uh, if he's, still, if he's still playing like this come January, February, then... You know, he was like, well, damn, FIFO was right. He was on to something. But I think right now it's just he's just in a slump. That's all. How do you think – and you got to explain. How do you think – and maybe right. – It's three oh, games. Just like Ryan said, it's only freaking three games. It's like right. – So you really think he can't he, – he cannot average 20 points for this season? Please do. We're three games in, Ralph. We're only three games in. I think it's going to be tough for him. Come on, man. Come on. Look, man. I, I think look. it's going to be tough. Look at, look at his shooting percentage, man. Like, hey, Kobe's already not a high field goal percentage guy. He's not going to – like, I, I just – I don't know what this miracle juice that everybody thinks Kobe has, but, bruh, he's played 20 years in the NBA in mad minutes, like top five minutes. Like, are you serious? This, but, I just – I don't see it. I just – I don't see it. But you know what, and, and and that was part of the the discussion that I had on Twitter. You know, people were you know uh, spitting out efficiency and field goal shooting percentage and all this other metrics and analytics and stuff. That's all the rave, you know, this year. And I'm like, well, Kobe hasn't really always been shot of a good field goal percentage. That's kind of been his thing. So you can't throw that back at me but, uh, again, you know, as a criticism, Kobe. No, he's but always what? been a high volume shooter. But what I'm saying is, is the older you get, the worse your stats get. So obviously he's going to be worse. I don't know where you guys are coming, where he's going to be better or or maintain the same level. He's going to go down. He's older. His, like, he's already shooting in the 30s. Where do you think he's going to get? Like, mid-40s? No, he's he not. Catch, he might catch a groove. He might catch, he might catch a groove. You never know. I mean, it's like... But even Kobe catching a groove, he's a volume scorer. He Even when he scores in, in bunches, he's still not even close to 50. So, I think, bro, I, I think he can get close to 20, man. I mean, it's, it's still early. I, I, I don't know. We talking it is like, still early. We talking like it's February or something. Nah, <laughs> like, it's like, still early, but I'm, I, I, I just I, I don't see it. Never know what group Kobe might get by by the time Christmas time comes or something like that. He might Kobe might be averaging. He might go a month of December where he's averaging twenty four. He might get hurt again. 
or he might get hurt again. I, I mean, you just never know. I, so, I, I mean, I think it's fair for people to say what he's saying, but I just still think it's early. I mean, we three games, four games into the 82 regular season game. Right. So, and, I, mean, I still think I still think he's, he's capable. He's definitely capable of, of averaging getting to that 20 points per game mark. I still think he's capable of doing it. Right. He's putting up 17 now on, on poor field goal shooting at but 50%. Unlike, unlike you, though, Ken, I, I, you know, and I think you and Kyle, I think me and FIFA was the only one that didn't have him in our top five. I mean, I, he's definitely not top five two guard. Exactly. Come, <laughs> like, like, come on. Come on. I, I think he five, is, if he gets into his groove, who's better than Kobe, man? Are you say, are you say, are you really saying Clay Thompson can take Kobe Bryant? I mean, right now, hey, yes. Right now, yes. Does Kobe Kobe even said it himself? He fucking said he's the two hundred best player. Kobe, in the you league. know where that's coming from, man. Ken. No, I'm just saying, but, but he knows it though. Kobe knows it right now. Kobe and Kobe made himself. Four. He's made himself. And, and and the other issue I have, and let, I'm, I'm gonna call him out, man. Uh, Dom Mascatelli. <laughs> at Don Mascatelli on Twitter. And he's kind of taking that argument that FIFO had, that 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 same, uh, yeah, point that FIFO's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, my point is that I'm, he's basing his argument on the assumption that Kobe won't stay healthy. But I'm like, he's healthy now. And, you know, so and, and look at him. Look, no, no, no. If not healthy, then I can understand it. But if he's healthy now, don't, don't, hey, 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 Ken. Ken, don't be putting words in my mouth, man. I, look, my whole argument wasn't based on the assumption that Kobe's going to get hurt. My, uh, my, 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 my whole analysis is on the fact that Kobe is old as hell. You don't get better as you get older. But you're His smarter. Mind, okay, but just because you're smarter doesn't mean that your body is going to react how you need it to react to do the things you need to do. It doesn't always work like that. Now, is Kobe going to have some great games? Of course. He's Kobe Bryant. But he's not the same Kobe, man. He's not he the same Kobe. Dunk all over people, Raph. Well, who's talking about dunking? He's a scoring machine. Jordan stopped dunking over people. I'm talking about shooting fadeaways, shooting jump right. shots. Kobe has yeah. already been a low field goal percentage shooter, and it's only going to get worse. Jordan got obviously progressively worse as he went on because you get older. But the, the thing with Jordan was he always shot mid 50s so when he got worse he was at 50 when kobe gets worse he's gonna be in 35 38 man, so that's not good offense for, oh, for the year. all right all right you really think kobe's going to shoot 35 percent from the field for the year and when when this season is over we're gonna look at kobe's stack field goal percentage and you're gonna say he's gonna shoot in the 30s Ralph. really <laughs> At this pace, he's going. If he if he doesn't if he doesn't if he doesn't get he get that rust off, he it will be in the thirties because he looks he lo- he does look pretty bad. And he's shooting twenty from three, twenty yeah. percent from but three. He, had, he didn't play. On, he didn't play all of last year. Oh, okay, no, 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 but but but, but no, 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 wait, 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 Come on now, you can't have it both ways, bro. So he can't he can't knock off he, he can't knock off the rust. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I, I, KD ain't played all of last year, and, and, and he looked pretty nice, and he got and he got some rust too, but he looked nice, scoring 29 out here. That, that, that's what an elite player, that's what a top five player looks like coming. What back. are you talking about, Durant? Durant, Durant, yeah. Durant. 
That's what I'm I talking mean, about. Lance younger, dog. You're telling me Kobe is healthy. Kobe's healthy, and I'm talking about. See, oh, wait, wait, wait. What, what's the score? What game are you talking about? Atlanta, Miami. Oh, I'm not watching that game. Oh. Uh, Atlanta up by eight. I thought I thought they came back. I'm, my bad, y'all. Look, man, all I'm saying is that, and, and my premise is that Kobe can get 22, 5, and 5. He's putting up 17 now, and he's been shooting like crap. He's shooting 20% from three-pointer. The three-point percentage goes up by default. That'll put him at 20. I, it's just going to take him some time. That's all I'm saying. And all I'm, other things I'm saying is that I'll take Kobe Bryant in midseason form over Clay Thompson or Bradley Bill. You are tripping. You're saying that Kobe is a top 25 player. He is not a top 25 player, dog. He is not a top 25 player. He's just not. Come on, okay. Overall, not top 25 player overall. That by your by you putting him as a top five player at, at his position, you are saying he is a top 25 player overall. Come on, Ralph. He is a top 25 player. He's not a top 25 player. Oh my god. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you mean when he get his groove back in, or are you just talking about like right now? When when he get his groove back. Everything everything I'm talking about is on the premise that But that's Kobe a that's a big hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he's like, like, I know we can't judge this off three games. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean if, if Kobe's back in, in, in Kobe form, then yeah. I mean Kobe he's Kobe's the man. But as of the first if we base this off these first three games and yeah, he I mean he said it himself. He's the 200 best player in the NBA. It's 199 players better than Kobe based on him right now, based on this assessment. I can't knock that. That's a that's an honest assessment. I just want to see yeah. where he goes from here. And I think me too. I, I, I'm I'm curious too. I'm curious to see where he's going to go. I mean, I, I'm wondering is he going to make me see my words for not putting him in his top five? You know, for the beginning of this year, going into the season, or is by the end of the season I'm gonna be like, well. Kobe's not top five shooting guard this season or whatever. So, hey, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how he's going to do. Yeah, and I mean, if 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 I'm wrong, I mean, I'll, I'll admit that I'm wrong. I mean, I, I have no problem with that. But my, my – hey, me too. Me too. You know, um, it, when I think about it, and look, my thing is, no, I'm not right. I'm going to be right. <laughs> but, um, look, man, my, my thing is that when I think about Kobe Bryant and I think about everybody else – Outside of the other four that made my list, I'd rather take my chances chances with him. You know, the man straight up lethal. And and look, I've I've never been a a fan of Kobe. I just I I just don't. I went. I I just can't. If you give me Bradley Beal or Clay Thompson and Kobe Bryant, I'm just gonna take Kobe, dog. But yo, have you seen Bradley Beal play this year? Have you seen his numbers? Have you seen the jump that he's making? One assist a game. Bro, yeah. he's balling. Bro, he's balling. He's top I mean, he played five. well last year. Exactly my point. He's better than Kobe right now. Bradley Bill can take Kobe Bryant. Ken, why are you always making this in a perspective of because a one-on-one one one competition? It, no, no, that's not how you look at it, Ken. Why not? Because you're looking that's at it like in a, in a video game format. That's not what we're saying. In a game of one-on-one... That's You're not the premise. Bill is better than Kobe Bryant. That's not the premise. How is that the premise? 
How, how, how is that your ideology in picking the top five shooting guards? Michael Jordan still be busting people up in one-on-one right now. How he is. He's freaking Michael Jordan. You can't so you would right say now. Bradley Beal over Michael Jordan? I'm saying in a game of one-on-one, I put my money still on Mike. Because he still be shooting on the NBA. But no, Ken, but see, that's why you can't base that premise like that. Why not, Ralph? We're talking about about in the NBA. We're we're not talking about a one-on-one game. We're evaluating the position. We're evaluating the position and the best player at that position. Okay, that's one. Huh? They play the same position. That's one. Let's go. What else? They both play shooting guard. I mean, they both. And Clay Thompson had a way better year, way better shooting percentage, way better All defender. Right. Come on, man. All right, Ken, man. You just, you just, you know what, man? You just one of those people that just don't know how to let go. It's all good. It's all good. Cause, because people <laughs> fall off. People fall off. And that's what happens. And it's cool. This is the descension of Kobe Bryant. Just admit it. Respect. I respect Kobe, but let's be honest, he's not the same guy. And I don't understand why everybody thinks he's going to be the same guy. If he was the same guy, this team right here would be a, a playoff team. The, the the young Kobe, the real Kobe Bryant that we all know and love, the, the guy that's, that, that, that said, yo, Shaq, you can get up out of here because understand I'm no sidekick. I'm really that guy. With this talent, they would be a playoff team. He's not that guy. So they're no longer a playoff team. That's a decent. He's falling off, and, no, and, and that, honestly, that, it's not. No. It's not even that graceful. That, that, that logic, graceful. You can't. You can't apply that logic, Ralph. About. I, I don't think you can use that logic because Kobe has been on bad teams that haven't made the playoffs before, hasn't he? Um, like the first year, like that, like Shaq left. Come on, has Kobe been on a bad team that made the playoffs? Yeah, that hasn't been. Yeah, that's Smush Parker, the yeah. uh, the, the oh. Parker years. Remember when they was up three one on Phoenix and they and they, but they, made, but they made the playoffs. But they made the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, and Kobe quit in that series. Yeah, he did quit on that series. So come on, so so look, man. All I'm saying is Kobe Bryant with bad talent. The real Kobe Bryant still gets you in the playoffs. This Kobe Bryant, even with talent, is not going to get you nowhere. Is all I'm saying. Is all I'm saying. He's not the same guy. He's not the same guy. Every other person that I picked is a difference maker. Kobe is no longer a difference maker on his team. Yeah. We'll see, man. Hurts don't he can. Yeah. He's no longer a difference maker. Kobe, as a difference maker, gets you in the playoffs. He's no longer that guy. Every other guy that I put on there has a bigger impact. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now you're a young team, Ralph. No, it doesn't matter. I pick guys from the West. Two out of my top. Um, uh, Come on, Ken, man. Look, man. Get get out of here with making excuses. All right, okay, okay. All this shit. Okay, okay. All right, so let let me ask you this. Uh, (laughs) Melo. Melo has a bad team around him. Melo does not have a bad team around him. Melo does not have a bad team. He has a couple injuries. That's not a bad team. New York is not that a bad team. Was bad last year, huh? The team was bad last year. Okay, last year, but not this year. He has a good team this year. He didn't make the playoffs. Melo wasn't a difference maker because because he 
was hurt. But we know Melo is a difference maker, and he's still younger than Kobe. And this is his first major real injury. He's been healthy. Melo a top five shooter guard in the, in the NBA? So oh, four, no. Four. no, but I have my reasons for not putting him on my list. Because how are you going to get hurt and then play in the All-Star game and then not play for your team? No, I'm not I'm not rolling with that. So, no, I, I couldn't put him in. But All when right. healthy, Melo is top five. I swear, I swear. You said when, you said when I thought he is healthy. Yeah, no, no, but I have my reasons for not putting him on here. Oh, yeah. okay. For that fuckery that he had last year. Oh, yeah. That's fuckery, man. Come on, you get you just signed a max contract. You, you look, you either play or well, you that makes him not a top. Five. So, yeah. so because of that, you're not a top five shooting guard. Small forward. I mean, small forward. Ah. I told you I have my personal reasons. Okay, all my right. We got personal to, top we'll, five. We'll, we'll get to that. Y'all subscribe to the Dead End Sports channel so you can hear people's logic on why Melo is not a top five shooting guard. I haven't made my list. We haven't even done that video yet. We got to do that video. I mean, small forward. I keep saying shooting guard. Yeah, shooting guard. yeah we have, we done our point guard That's and shooting guard. I haven't made my list. I don't even know if you'll make mine once I start looking at the players. But, I mean... I, they got to be pretty damn good for him not to make my top five, the other pl- uh, players that I have. Um, all right, so the Rockets won last night um, against OKC. Were you guys concerned about their early season struggles? I mean, they finished, they started 0-3. Like, do you guys still feel the same about the Rockets? They haven't looked good at all. Yeah. See, this, this, this is my thing when it comes to NBA seasons because, you know, for one, they're already not playing – a lot of minutes and a lot of time during preseason. That's kind of it's kind of similar to football almost, where they kind of dedicate to more the guys that's trying out the rookies, the you know whatever the second year players or whatever you know the guys that's from the D League trying to get in on the roster. With the with the NBA season, this first month probably going into December to Christmas, it's kind of still an extension of preseason to me. I think because players are still trying to still get their rhythm. They still trying to get going. Now you're gonna have some players like Stephen Curry and, and and Russell Westbrook, who's you know Kevin Durant, you know players like them. They're gonna they're gonna come out you know swinging because they just that's just who they are. But just for the most part, I think a lot of players, man, you know you and we've seen it before where like you know November they don't really have a good November month in December, but then come January February it's like holy holy crap where this player come from? Oh you know he, why why was he doing this in the first quarter of the season? So I think for me this first I can't really judge a team too much especially in the month of november because teams are kind of getting their stride you got you got players that you got picked up during the off season that's trying to trying to get acclimated in your plate in your you know system and everything so exactly. i don't know it's, it's it's a little weird for me when i'm watching the nba season by it being a longer season it's like you know these first couple of months i just kind of take it with a grain of salt and just see like okay you know this, this dude got to get his get his mojo back or whatever so I don't know. Hey, you know what? I, I, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried with the Rockets like start. I wasn't like, oh my god, like they look awful and you know all that stuff. So it's just you know same thing with Memphis. Memphis they starting off horrible like right now, but I think you know they're a grind out type of team. So I think they get it together, man. We seen the Spurs teams that 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 went deep in the playoffs that started off. You know, by January they was like a seven seed in the playoffs, but then they make a run. You know, to going towards April. So. You know, I just take it as a grain of salt, man. Some teams just turn it up as it gets towards the middle in the, in the you know end of the season. 
And I think it's the type of team that Houston is as well. I think be hit it with, you know, getting new players acclimated. You're talking about instilling a point guard that needs the rock as well and is also a playmaker. He's just now finding his groove with one of the leading scorers in the NBA that also needs the rock a lot. So so that dynamic still needs to work out its kinks. We're only yep. three games in. And also the other thing is um, they're a jump-shooting team. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, unlike – Golden State, you know, they, they don't have like two of the top 10 probably greatest shooters in the world. They just don't have that. But they are a three-point shooter team. They just haven't found their groove. And even against uh, Miami, because I was watching that game where they went nine for 20 in the first half from three, which is almost 50%. And then the second half, they went like 0 for 14 at one point. So, you know, Houston, I don't understand, but they're one of those teams that take sporadic runs, good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Like they can get ice cold from the field, so they 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 just got to figure it out. Um, and and I and I think that having Ty loss in there, eventually they're not going to go through those stretches because he can playmate, and it's not just on James Harden. And you saw that last night um, against OKC. I think he had a double double. I think he had like 11 or 12 assists, and I think like 16 or 18 points, which is a solid stat line. And I think that if he can playmate and be aggressive, that just gives him another weapon. Um, and they got to get Dwight involved a little bit more, too. Um, but what I see early on, and I think Houston needs to make a move, is they're extremely thin after Dwight goes to the bench. They're small. They are not big. They don't have any depth. And I think they need to address that if they think that they're going to go uh, pretty far in these playoffs. You think it's just taking, you know, Howard, I mean, not Howard, but Harden some time to adjust to not having the ball as much, like bringing the ball up and stuff like that? No, because he's still dominated the rock. Um, he still gets every shot he wants. The offense still goes through him. I just think it's, it's understanding how to play with certain guys, like picking and choosing, understanding when he likes it. You know what I'm saying? As a point guard, that's like the main thing you need, you need to figure out, especially with, uh, with your leading scorer, how he likes to score the rock and picking and choosing when you can attack and create and do different things like that. So it, it's just a rhythm thing, a vibe type of thing that it'll work itself out. There are two guys that can ball. You know what I'm saying? It's not like one guy is a scrub, one guy is nah, – no, nah. Both of those guys can ball, but it takes time. It takes a little bit of time. They're just going to need it. But I, I think they'll work it out. Do you guys think this is hardest team and then it's just everybody else? Like when I watched the Rockets play, it, and you, you touched on it earlier, it doesn't even seem like Howard's like a go-to guy anymore. But it he is, never really has been, though. He never he has been. He was in Orlando. Huh? Give him the Rock in Orlando. He was because he had nothing but three-point shooters around. Now he has a guy that can dominate the Rock and create. He never played with nobody like that. This is the best offensive person that Dwight Howard's ever played with. And, you know, it, 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 I, I get it, but Dwight has never been a dominant offensive force. That's why I said I don't understand why that Cleveland team, when he was in Orlando, they double teamed him. Right, foul him and make him make, uh, make free throws. And, by the way, he has improved his free throw shooting, and I think he's going to shoot a pretty decent percentage this year. All he needed was to add some arc, and he did that. So we're going to hear first. Yeah, I, I saw he uh, he had two uh, last night. Two big um, he, he shot them with confidence. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he shot them with confidence. Um, what about the Clippers? You know what I noticed with the Clippers early? They mm. they haven't featured DeAndre Jordan a lot. They Are haven't. I haven't. That? Um, 
Because I thought that that was part of the discussion that they had in the offseason because he wanted to be, like, more of a focal point, um, you know, in, in, in the offense. Like, he wanted to be, like, number three or two, actually, behind Blake Griffin. He just wanted more shots. I, you know, go ahead, B. Yeah, I'm about to say no. DeAndre Jordan, no. <laughs> he, he, I think they got him just for defense, rebounding the defense to block shots. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't see anything in the past couple of seasons where I'm like, you know what? He's getting better on the offensive, on the block. I, yeah. I always look at him as a, he's a good low post defender and he's a good rebounder, and that's what they need him for because you got Blake to do that. You got another power, you got another big guy that can, get it to on the block and, and they can be a little more versatile and get you buckets. But DeAndre Jordan, he's always been like that clean up play defense type of guy. So no, you and I know you and I know number two after no Blake Griffin on that squad. He said he yeah. wanted to be a number two, man. No, no, but you know I've seen him get a little bit more possessions, but he's not going to be a featured guy. Not, right. not in the way as a back to the basket big. Yours are going to be set picks, roll to the basket, get alley oops, yeah. stuff like that. I think yeah. one way that they can feature him a little bit more, you know, in, in, in the half court, in the paint like that, is getting him in high low situations with Blake. So, and, and they already do that because Blake throws him lobs. Instead of giving him a bounce pass, you know, DeAndre gets lobs. Just throw it around the basket, he's going to go get yeah. it. So, so they already kind of do that. I think he already gets featured. He may want more touches, but in all honesty, for that team to be successful, he doesn't need to have any more touches. They, CP already regulates that. Don't worry about it. We're going to win this way. And Blake has taken his game to a whole nother level, and we're starting to see it right now. What do you guys think about uh, Cam Newton and the Panthers uh, being seven and zero, man? I didn't know. see that coming. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. I don't think none of us saw that coming. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when we did like our, our NFL preview show. Like, I don't even think we even mentioned like nah. you know. And nah, it's funny because I tweet. I, it's funny you say that too, Ken, because I tweeted earlier. Um, <laughs> I said the AFC South is going to be the NFC South of last year where like a 79 team is going to make the playoffs in the AFC South because that looks terrible. And now look at look at Carolina. They matched that win total already. Mm-hmm. And we're only halfway through the season. You know what I'm saying? Through the NFL season. So, yeah, man, kudos to Cam Newton, man. You know, you, you, know, I, you know, I love – you know, I root for the uh, – just like you can, I root for the bro quarterbacks, you know, to, to do good. And, you know, look who he won against, uh, Andrew Luck, who – me, I know me and FIFO particularly were like really high on this dude for the past like three seasons, and it's like, you know, I think he's just having a bad, a bad season. I think sometimes certain players, or whether you're quarterback, wide receiver, running back, sometimes you might have that nightmare season. I think this is Andrew Luck's nightmare season. I don't, I, you know, I'm not gonna write him off and say, oh, he's overrated or he's done because I, I've been praising him for the past couple of seasons. So he's been going to the playoffs with. Pretty much nothing, and it's like it seems like now that he got all his pieces that he need, they're not making it happen. So I don't know what's going on up in Indianapolis. I, I yeah, Cam I'm, Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton. Now you know I'm I'm happy for him. Pro brother, him. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that whole organization is is dysfunctional, man. Um, you know, oh, the coach. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fired the OC, so he's out. Um, I don't think that he has anything to do with with Lux turnovers. And some of these are tips. Some of these are just bad choices by luck, but it happens, you know. Um, I think for for Cam, I think it's really interesting because 
They got him Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin goes down. They got him Funches. He's been so far inept. He's been basically a rookie, and he's still 7-0. and Now, you can look at the quality of the opponent. That's, that's uh, valid, you know, with some of those wins, um, and I get that. I think they play the, the Packers next, but I still think that to go 7-0, and you still have to give him a lot of credit, and I think that shows the level of maturity for Cam Newton to be able to oh. – win games now and it shows his, his experience um of playing without guys for so long that he's able to just manage and win games um you know throwing the ball and, and running the ball whenever he needed to run the ball so I, I think it's pretty dope man um that he's able to do that without weapons yes numbers aren't great you know they're not brady-esque of course not you know or even you know on the line of andy dalton or anybody else that's that's throwing up great better numbers to him but the fact is, you look at the talent on that team, uh, the defense is kind of a bend, don't break defense. The fact is that they managed to win games, and he managed to win games late too, especially the one against Seattle. So, uh, no, I didn't see it coming, but I think Cam Newton deserves a lot of credit for um, for, for getting them there, you know, and they don't quit. He's, he's showing uh, exceptional leadership skills. So, I mean, he deserves his props, man. Yeah, I 1,000% agree because, you know, I think that next level – of quarterbacking is, is when you start to elevate the play of everybody else around you. And that's what we're seeing Cam do. And, and when you see that, then that's when you start talking MVP type season. That's when you see the team rally around you. That's when you win ugly, muddy games like the one against the Colts last night. You know, when you put teams away, they're, and that's what they're doing. They're putting teams away. And, and, and that's the thing that I'm, that I'm most surprised about because I really was not expecting that from this team. But um, they're out here balling, man. They're out here balling, and 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 surprisingly, I I think they could, like they have the type of formula that can go far. But the thing is, is hopefully they're not peaking too early. Hopefully, this is them just playing good, gritty football. But then they start to really get in a in a groove moving forward because we know in football it's all about getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Which. Could happen to the Colts. You never know. You never know. You um, never know. Yeah, you never they, know, they, man. They, luckily, they in the soft division. They, they in are. Whack. So they they still in first place, and they three and five. Mm-hmm. Can we give a shout-out to Jameis Winston? Can, can Jameis Winston get some love? I'm going to give Jameis some love, man. Huh? I said he can. He can. He yeah, can. man. No turnovers in the last three games. People criticized him. You know, that was a, a big criticism of him. You know, coming into the NFL season, can he not turn the ball over? Yeah, they've kind of managed him a little bit throughout this stretch, but he's still a rookie, still has to grow. And the, ironically enough, the guy that's turning the ball over the most is Mariota, who's only won one game. Granted, he's missed the last two, but uh, but I think I think Winston deserves some credit. To uh, he beat he won a division game. Um, he's had his he should have shouldn't have beaten, beaten Washington. They should be four, four and six right now, or whatever the record. Yeah, four and six right now. No, four, wait, what is it? Have they had a bye week yet? Who, Atlanta? Somebody said Winston is a top fifteen QB. They triple. I don't know about that. Not yet. Not yet. But anyway, I just wanted to show uh, Jameis some love, man. Um, you know, nobody's really talking about him or Mariota anymore after that that first week. But um, but I mean, he deserves some credit for what he's doing. He, he's keeping his head down, man, and and um, staying out of trouble, which we all kind of feared he would be. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens from from here. 
Um, any thoughts on the, the the showdown between the Saints and and the Giants? That was ridiculous, man. I wish I, wish I would have watched that game because, man, I mean, that seemed like that was just a high power. I was like, where is the defense? Because, you know, at first uh, the Saints was, like, blowing them out. But then, you know, I saw the Giants got right back in the game, and I'm like, wow, they were just going tip for tat, touchdown for touchdown. So I felt – I know whoever had Eli Drew Brees playing in the fantasy, I know they was happy. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess the defense was just I guess the defense would stay home that game. I guess I'm, I'm assuming because what was it 40, 52 to forty nine? Yeah, yeah. Defense, defense. They took they took they took this week off. They they had a bye week. Both defenses did. <laughs> you know what was funny is that um, I had Breeze in my fantasy football team and I was I was loving it, and the guy had Eli Manning. So. <laughs> yeah. so it, y'all pretty much cancel each other out almost. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't any fun. I mean, I ended up winning the game, but I would have loved to have had that. You know, put him on the the blowout board. Be yeah. the Toyota yeah. presents. The Toyota presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah that didn't happen. People um, do the lineups, man. I'm telling you, your team is good. Do your freaking lineups, FIFO. You 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 probably would be undefeated if you do your lineups, FIFO. You would have won in the real NFL league if you would have. If you did your lineups, FIFO, yeah. do your lineups, man. You messing up the integrity of the league. Yep, tripping, Ralph. Trip, I know, and he got he got a good team too. That's what's crazy. It's like, dude, your team is balling. If you do your lineups, dog, you 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 would probably win it all. Nah, he's not gonna beat me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I don't know. I lost Le'Veon Bell. You yeah. know, so yeah. we'll say that for tomorrow. We'll say that for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll say that for tomorrow. I, I got I got some I got feelings about that. That Foster one week, Le'Veon Bell the next. Anyway, um. Kaepernick, man, you got surprised that Kaepernick was benched. No, he should have been. See, I already knew. I already knew. You know, try to come at me. I already knew. I already knew Ken was going to try to come at me with this Kaepernick thing. Look, look. What? I've been saying. I told y'all. Well, I think people agree with me, but I told y'all, man. Like I saw after Kaepernick had that wonderful run after Alex Smith went injured and he he led the team to Super Bowl. I was like, dude, once these coordinators got film on him now, because he shocked the league. He shocked the league. I was like, man, once these coordinators get film on him, I was like, Kaepernick is going to get exposed. And look what happened. Now, granted, you know, I ain't mad at him. I can't hate on him for getting his money. He got his hundred and something million or whatever they paid him. He got his money. More more kudos to him. But he, I seen this coming uh, 5,000 miles away that this dude was overrated and he was not who they say he was. And I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I just knew it. And it, 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 it showed the, pre, the the following season, once these defensive coordinators got film on them, they exposed him. They exposed him so quick. I think, I think, okay, you, you're, you're 100% right. But I think the fact when you take away all threats of him running, then you seriously limit him because he's not the greatest passer. I never told, I never sold it as, oh my God, Kaepernick is the greatest passer ever. No, I said he has nice arm talent, but he needs to be in the right situation for him to succeed. Uh, um, what's his name? Who, um, the coach at Michigan now, um, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. He gave him an environment to succeed. Plus, they had a great defense. Look at how many people just retired or, you know, through, through yeah, injury or yeah. traded or whatever. Yeah. It's not the same team. So he's not going to have the same level of success. Now, personally, no, this, this man's struggling. 
this man is struggling. But I think for him to be the best quarterback he can be, the type of quarterback he is, it's a dual threat option. And they've taken away that threat of the run to try to preserve him or save him and try to make him into this pocket quarterback that he's not. And, and I'm not saying that he just always has to run the read option. No, but you that has to be a threat. If it's not a threat, he can't be the best quarterback he can be. So, so I agree with the benching. I think that he needs to clear his mind. I think, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. And, 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 you know, listening to uh, Tim Hasselbeck, he's saying that, you know, he's a guy. Oh, no, yeah. No. Um, no. Who, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer was talking about how, you know, he works hard, but it just seems like he's in his own head and he's his own worst enemy right now. So I, I just think he needs a couple weeks off. I think the game will come to him, but you also got to put those elements of the run so he can be, you know, the most effective. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, they, they did, Kaepernick started running, stopped running. Um, Russell Wilson isn't running as much. Uh, we know about RG3. He wanted to stay in the pocket and throw. And um, that's part of their game, man, and that's part of what made them great. And when they started to remove that element from from their game, and not saying that they couldn't be pocket passers because they can, but I think it 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 allowed it created a situation where the defense had to respect the fact that they could run. I think we started to see these guys decline, and um, it's unfortunate, man, that 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 the NFL is still stuck on this traditional system of pocket uh, QBs. And I think, at, you know, at some point you do need to be able to stay in the, throw in, stay in the pocket and, and, uh, and throw. But I think if you are able to do both and you are able to do both efficiently, I think that they should allow them to do that. So the outside pressure and all the criticism of, you know, quarterbacks, particularly black quarterbacks, being criticized for being running quarterbacks, I think is, is a problem because – you know, when they start running, they, they just – they don't ever – they get in their head, like you said, and they don't ever play well. Yeah. You know, and it's just it, – it, it's unfortunate, man. But Andrew Luck can run all over the place, and it's fine. You can run a, a read option with Kirk Cousins, and he's praised for it. Matt Sanchez uh, – Mark Sanchez <laughs> ran the read option in Philly. So uh, do you guys think that if he went to Philadelphia, uh, speaking of the Eagles, that Kaepernick could succeed there? I think that that's the type of system for him. I think that's the type of system that takes advantage of, of his God-given abilities and will maximize them. Um, but, you know, um, I, you, you never know. You never know. You know, I think playing quarterback is the toughest position in sports. I, I, I really do because you look at a lot of the throws that they make. Like, people aren't open. <laughs> you just – you just get the ball to him, and, 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 and that's difficult. That's extremely difficult. Um, but I think in that type of system, I, th- I think that would be, like, his last stop. If, if he can't make it happen with Chip Kelly, then guess what? But, look, man, they're too invested in Sam Bradford. He's not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? He's not going nowhere for the next two, two years. So I, I don't think that's where Colin goes. Plus, I mean, I think you know, I mean, Philly might be a better fit, but I, I don't think it's a $120 million fit for him. Like, he's getting paid. I forgot about the money, B. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, money. hello, hello. Yeah, Philly may be a fit. I don't think Philly going to pay him $120 million. He can He getting paid ducats right now. He's getting paid ducats. Like I said, I'm not hating on him 
getting the money. Get your money. If you NFL player, by all means, get your get your paper. Cause you know, NFL is a privilege. You playing that's a privilege. It's not it's not forever. So but no, not that much money. Sorry. Not gonna happen. Nope, not gonna do it. Yeah, um B, I think this is more for you, man. <laughs> you I, I'm sure you know or saw what Jim Callway had to say about the Detroit media. Uh the the lines are one and seven, man. Do you think you think he's gonna make it through the year, man? I think he is. I just think he I mean that he's gonna make it through the year, but then that's gonna be it. You know, um it's unfortunate. You know, it's for him to lose the locker, I don't know what's going on. I mean, the Lions, we so dysfunctional, man. I don't don't get me started on them. But um yeah, it's just it's unfortunate for him to for him to regress like that. To go from a, a you know what we won eleven games, all but one game away from winning the division, first time winning the division since ninety one. We almost won division last year. To now we just a uh, we we might we might as well just chuck it up and just go for go for the go for that first that first lottery pick overall pick, man. You know I, I don't I don't know it's just it's, and yeah Detroit, Detroit yeah of course he's gonna say that because they we've been we've been we've been. Emotionally invested in the Lions for freaking years, and every year is heartache after heartache after heartache. So yeah, we sick of this crap. So you know, and you know, going into the season, you know, I didn't have high expectations, but I was like, okay, I think I see us being another wild card team, possibility of making somewhat of a run now. You know, so and now look at this. I mean, a lot of people, even people who wasn't like Lions fans, was like, you know, damn, I expected y'all to kind of do make some noise this year. And we didn't. And that's why I was like, I'm not going to get too excited. I'm just going to sit back and watch. And then, and lo and behold, look what happened. We need an offensive line. That's for one thing. Offensive line is just awful. We need someone to buy the line, someone else besides the Fords, because we need someone that care that cares about football. Because our, our organization has been dysfunctional for over a decade now. Since Barry Sanders left, pretty much, our organization has been just in shambles. We haven't drafted well. It's just been awful, man. It just oh, I can go on and on about damn lines, but I'm looking forward to 2016. I'm I'm pissing. I'm, I mean, if you if you follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, BZ430. I tweeted a picture of Homer. You know them little memes they make of Homer Simpson. He go in wearing like one team shirt. He bow back in the in the bushes to come back out wearing another team shirt. I had him wearing a lion shirt. He go in the bushes, come back out, and Trey Pistons shirt. So like right now, I'm I'm focused on the Pistons. Like it's just Pistons from here on out. <laughs> Into you know baseball season start, go Tigers, and then football season that next fall. So I'm looking for a 2016 football season. I, I'm I'm pretty much done with the 2015 season. I hope uh, he makes it. Um, the, the Lions, the, the Lions just need to blow it up. Just blow. Yeah, it up. at this point, get, because, get, get rid of Megatron, get rid of Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's get rid said, of to uh, FIFO because you know as much as I love Megatron, as much as I don't want us to get rid of him. He's such a good dude, man. I, I just like at this point, I'd rather just see him go somewhere else and just flourish, man, because I don't want to see him rot his way, his career away with the Lions, man. Like at this point, if we gonna fire Caldwell and, and whatever else, we're gonna clean house from up top. Let's just clean house. Get rid of Stafford. Let's just start from scratch and try to establish an identity or, or do something, man, because it's just not working. I, I mean, this the Matthew Stafford Calvin Johnson project is not working. Um, every time we try to get it, we get a new coach, you know, Matt, I feel so bad for Matthew Stafford because it's like, you know, people, a lot of people, a lot of Detroiters that I know from at home, they blame Matthew Stafford, but he's not the whole blame. The organization not. is unstable, man. Cause you got to think 
We had like what four head coaches. I think he had four head yeah. coaches since he's been there. We have not had a stable like this a, a system for Matthew Stafford to get used to. By the time we, you know Matthew Stafford's two seasons in, we're firing a coach or firing another coordinator or something. And then he Matthew Stafford got to get used to that. Or Calvin Johnson, the offense got to get used to that. We haven't had a steady running game. I mean, it, it's a lot, man. It's just so much that we yeah. just have to do. <laughs> but yeah, like people said, we just got to clean house right, at this yeah. point. I know they was talking about the trade deadline. I wouldn't mind seeing Calvin Johnson go to a Carolina Panthers. You know, you know, help out Cam Newton. You know what that I'm saying? Like, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind see that. I would. I would have been Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, but even he's out for the year. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind see Calvin Johnson get traded, man, because it's it's this this is this is just this is a wrap. It's a wrap. It's just a wrap. I'll say this. I, I think and hope they keep Caldwell. Till next year, he went eleven and five, man. You know, maybe it's just, just one of those years, and see what happens next year. And if you're going through the same thing, then man, you know, he, he got to go, man. I, I believe in Caldwell, man. I, I just think they just, just had some tough breaks this year. Um, they lost games they shouldn't have lost, and um, you know, it, it just didn't work out. So, uh, don't give up on the brother yet, pro brother, man. Don't don't give get my hand in the camera. Don't give up on the brother yet. But you know what, though, you know? Ken. I don't think that you necessarily give up on Caldwell, but if you're going to blow it up, then Caldwell's not the guy. And, and it's not due to Caldwell's fault. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think that if you clean house, Caldwell got to go to. You got you to gotta pick an up-and-coming coach. You got to get this man power. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to build a brand-new culture because you're getting rid of everybody. You're getting rid of the top guy. Yeah. You're getting rid of the two best players that have made you – you know, a, a point of contention for people to talk about or to have hope for for the next season. It, you know, it's because you have Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. So when those two pillars go, you know, it's full rebuild and every every job is up is is, is up for open audition. So at that point in time, I think you just gotta let Caldwell go. Uh, I think he's still a great head coach. He's just one of those right. guys, he's a fix-it coach. So when you have a team that's kind of in disarray, he's the guy that they typically reach out to and try to try to fix that. So he's going to put himself in these situations by the jobs that he typically gets. But, you know, but 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 he'll be all right. And, and I think that the Lions, for their best interest, now is just getting draft picks, is getting one of these coaches from one of these esteemed coaching trees and letting that coach trying to make his imprint, you know, on, on that organization and, and in the NFL. Um, because at this point, you you got to change everything that 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 is the the mindset or the uh, the ideology of what the Detroit Lions are. We already know they went through an zero sixteen season. You know what I'm saying? Like Caldwell, so they're all doom and gloom. But you know what? At this point, you just got to start over. You just have to. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I wouldn't want him to be there on a rebuilding team. Like that, you know, I prefer to see him go to an organization that's almost there that needs somebody that can kind of come in and provide a little bit more stability to what they have and probably get them to like 11 or five and hopefully, you know, take them to the next level. So, um, yeah, I, I prefer to see Caldwell in a better situation than a rebuilding effort in Detroit. So um, Joseph Randall got he was fired today. Uh, not a lot of news released, you know, as to why. But the only thing I want to say about that um, is that DeMarcus, they thought that they can plug any running back behind that offensive line and they can duplicate uh, DeMarco Murray. 
and that has proven to be false. They haven't found a guy to replace him yet. So, uh, Ryan, are you saying Julie Joseph Randall's paranoid and calling cops to his house to check for bugs? Oh, well, I, you know, I, maybe. And I'm not going to, you know, make jokes or, you know, anything about that. Um, if that's the case, it's unfortunate for him. I think a lot of that may have had to do with him losing his job, you know, um, and uh, and maybe that was it, man. Maybe he took something. I don't know. But, you know, it, 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 and if he is going through those issues, I think it's kind of messed up, man. You know, if Joseph Randall is having uh, issues of paranoia and he got him like a therapist or, or put him in counseling services, how are you helping the guy by by firing him? You know, it's like, come on, man. You, 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 you adding on to his issues. You know, just, just, I don't know, man. That's, 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 that's a little whack. I think there's more to that story than, uh, than, than we yeah, know, but. I think it is too. Yeah, that's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, because it came out of nowhere. Um, FIFA, what do you think about your boy LeBron, man? Youngest ever to, uh, hit the 25,000 mark. He was the youngest ever to hit 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, now 25,000, 30,000. He's going to be one of the, you know, look, man, all the flack that LeBron gets is because he lives in the social media age. But this guy is literally top three greatest to ever play. And I just wish that people would already acknowledge that. But they will in due time. I think he's kind of like Crit. Ever? Top three greatest ever? When it's all said and done. When it's all said and done, bro, he, he, he's the only player outside of them 70, 70s Boston teams to go to five straight finals. He's done it with two franchises. Um, he, he's going to be top uh, five in scoring. I think he's going to finish top five in scoring. He's going to be top 20 in almost every statistical category. This guy was the f- most physically dominant um, 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 perimeter person that we've ever seen. Um, um, and, and I think Russell Westbrook is the best athlete that we've ever seen on the perimeter, but I think for a time LeBron was the best athlete as well. Um, the IQ, the, the, the unselfishness, the height, the pressure to live up to those expectations and still deliver. Uh, he, he, he's one of the best to ever do it, man. He is one of the best to ever do it. And we just need to, you know, just, just, just continue to watch. And and hopefully, you know, people just give him his just due because this guy is great and he's still doing it. You, he was ready from day one. And, and you, you saw the highlights against Philly last night. He still looked like he's, you know, damn near 28, 27, you know, jumping out here, catching uh, alleys out of nowhere on the fast break. Like, Le- LeBron's a beast, man. LeBron is a beast. And, and yes, I think he's top three. Best ever. One is awesome. Uh, there's still time to enter the All-State So who's, um, shit, well, hold on, what the hell is that? Who's the first two, man? Michael and who else? Yeah, Mike, um, from my own two eyes that I watched, and I didn't get to watch that much of them, it, the only other player is Magic, man. Because I had to, you know, as a point guard. No, nah, not Kobe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, Kobe's up there. Kobe's one of the greatest ever. Kobe's the second greatest shooting guard to play the game. So, you know, he's up there, but, you know, but not top three. Nah, I'm sorry. Michael, Magic, LeBron. For me. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Um, 
Cool. Um, any of you guys get a chance to see Porzingis play? Yes. That dude's a baller. Think? That dude's a baller, man. Look, here's the thing. Great. Huh? Who, who? That's the guy from the Knicks? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. – I think, yeah, he hasn't even reached the ceiling yet. I, I think he's going to be – I think in the years to come – that people gonna be praising him because I remember when they drafted him, a lot of Knicks fans was booing like, "Oh God, that was a waste of a pick." Like, but I think in the years to come, do he, he pack on a little bit of meat, get some footwork going because he already got some good footwork now. Man, I'm telling you, he gonna be nice. He gonna be, yeah, he gonna be. You know, all, all it is 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 just like Anthony Davis to me when I see him. It, I'm not saying he, I don't think he, I don't know how good he's gonna. I see be. what you're saying. I see, I see but, what you're saying. But, but all it is is just physicality. He just yeah. has to grow into his body. And when you see him on the court, he's already big as hell. But you have to think that this kid is 19 and he's, and, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's 19 years old and he's 7'3". So, so, so he's going to pack on a little bit of man weight. And, and, and he's already super talented. He, he, he can shoot. He, he has IQ. Uh, he has touch. Uh, uh, he, and he's agile to be that big so so i think what he could be what you project you know like big picture if, if he can reach his potential he, he he's he's a he's an evolution of dirt if you know what i'm saying that's really what he should be and you see that already so i think he's on the right path i think that they picked the right person um in the draft for their system for the culture that Phil Jackson is trying to instill there, because I think as of today, right now, Moutier is a better talent today. But, you know, who's to say, why are we just going for today? We're trying to, you know, knock this thing out the park. And if he reaches that ceiling, I think Porzingis is a better player than Moutier. He, he had, yeah, I mean, he had the swag coming in, man. Like, when we saw it on draft night, he definitely uh, felt like he was that dude. And um, he couldn't wait to get on the court to prove it. And so far, um, just in three games, I mean, just from, from the things that he's been able to do without a full season has is, is, is been pretty impressive. So I'm curious to see where um, where he ends up going from here. Um, real quick, uh, college football, they have released their playoff, um, well, the top four teams that will play today um, if we were in the playoffs. Number one is Clemson. Uh, wow. Okay. I'm surprised by this, but LSU is second. Alabama is fourth and Ohio state is third. So I read, I read that out of order. Um, Clemson and Alabama. That, that, LSU, that LSU and Alabama going to change because they play in each other this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't like, uh, LSU. Ch- they don't have a quarterback. I don't know. I mean, you know, they got that thick ass running back. That's all they need, dude. <laughs> That dude is a man child. Hey, have you? What's his name? What's his name? Fournette. I watched him man. Yo, he, he he is that dude. He's, that he's got dude. better. Yeah, yeah. That you dude. Know. He he's a freak. And the and the and Watson, the Clemson quarterback. He's a freaking freak. Just I mean, last yeah. year when he freaking uh, tore his um, I think it was his ACL, MCL or whatever. And he was still out there playing on one leg. How the heck you tear your damn – that's crazy. He's a freak, too. Both of them Yo, dudes are freaks. Do you think Leonard Fournette is going to come into the league and do what Todd Gurley's doing? I do. He's probably, He can. He do. I think so. I think he can. Yeah, too. he – thick as hell. 
he's he just a, he a thick ass grown man. He's a little thick ass on somewhere. I think he's a sophomore. I think. I think he might sit out. I think he might sit out and then just like wait out and just get drafted the following year. The running back. Yo, so speaking of girly man, like, are you guys like? I, I didn't know he was gonna be have that. I didn't know he was gonna be this. Like, I knew he was going to be good. <laughs> I didn't expect him to be like the number one back right now in the NFL. I, I didn't expect number one back, but I, I knew he was going to be an impact guy, and I knew it wasn't going to take him long to figure it out. Because you you saw it at UGA. Look, I, I feel like when you when you play against elite level competition at whatever level and you stand out, it's always whatever level you play at. That's what's going to happen. And I think that's what's happening with Todd Gurley. We like he was a big time standout against UG, at UGA. Whoever they played, he always looked like the best player on the field. And 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 it's no different now. He looks like the best player on their team. And I think that for the Rams, the way that they're constructed, right? You already knew as soon as uh, uh, Fisher got that head coaching job. Number one, great defense. You already knew that. Number two, we need a run game. And we need a quarterback that doesn't turn over the ball. We need a playmaker. He went and got Tavon Austin. He got his playmaker. He thought he had his quarterback in Sam Bradford, but now he got a guy that doesn't commit turnovers in Nick Foles or a game manager with a little bit of an arm. And now you got the thing that makes your defense even more suffocating, something that takes time off the clock. We're going to pound you. We're going to ground you. And then he could break it because he has breakaway speed. You know, so 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 he's just really the total package. He picks up blitz protection. He can catch. You know what I'm saying? Like like he, he is the second best running back for the Rams since Marshall Falk. And is that for those, and for those exact reasons, FIFO is why I thought he was going to be number one back coming in ten. I know you mm-hmm. said you didn't think he was, but for those exact reasons you just said, that's why well, I knew he was going to be the the premier number one back for the St. Louis Rams. Just because I like Jeff Fisher teams, they gonna hit. And they're gonna run that ball real good. So when mm-hmm. I when I saw that the Rams drafted um Gurley, even though he was coming off his injury, I was like, what? when that dude come back, he I didn't think he was gonna be balling like this, but right. when yeah. I was like when he yeah. comes when he comes back, I knew he was gonna be like getting the touches, getting the yards that he was gonna get, but I didn't think he was gonna be like blowing us away like this. But yeah, I kinda I kinda saw a little bit of this coming. I like I said, I didn't expect the craziness, but I knew he was gonna be that guy. That that I didn't know that. I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he made it look easy in college, man, um, like Fournette. So, and he's making it look easy in the NFL, which is even crazier because um, he, he just running all over people. Like, you give him one odor of an opening, he's out. And you can't, nobody's catching him. Yeah, it, you know, the thing that I like about his game is how he attacks the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he, he, he's hitting the line at full speed already. So that just shows he has tremendous acceleration out of the backfield. Cause, cause he's a big dude. If he's already almost at top speed by the time he's going through that line, linebackers can't do nothing with that. And he's outrunning safeties. So it's a problem. It's a problem, man. So Le'Veon Bell come back next year fully healthy. Who's, who's, who's your number one? Uh, Gurley or, or Le'Veon? Gurley. Yeah, right now, Gurley. Yeah. Well, oh, right. you know, oh, hey, don't forget about AP, though. AP, yeah, AP balling. Yeah, yeah but he'll be a one year older, though. 
And but still, it's AP. He, I mean, he hasn't showed us no signs of him slowing down yet. So mm-hmm. don't forget All about right. AP. That's valid. Uh, you know they're going to run the ball in Minnesota. So, yeah, you know you're going to get his look, his touches. Here's what I want to talk about, man. And I, this is really all I have. Uh, this is really the last thing I have unless you guys have something. <sighs> Steph Curry and the Warriors. MVP. Are they on a Tom Brady, Patriots-esque type mission in the NBA? Hey, you guys get that feeling? Hey, this is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say. Steph Curry must watch that in sports because he feels mad disrespected of you talking about Russell Westbrook being the MVP out here because you cannot stop Steph Curry. Just like how you said you have an advantage, I have an advantage with Steph, bro. And I'll trade threes for twos all day long, all day, because you're not going to beat me, bro. Steph Curry, they they do have a a Patriots-like aura about them right now in the NBA. They they are just the most dominant team. But the difference is, is like with, with the Patriots, it's always Tom Brady and just put anybody else out there, we'll figure it out. No, but the war, the Warriors are a completely deep team and everybody is really truly complimentary of everybody else. You know, uh, I don't think that they they would be dominant like this if you took anybody off of that squad. They need each other and that's how you have a dominant team and you have to have a leader. You have to have a guy that you can rely on and Steph Curry is that guy. Steph Curry has proven that, yo, you, 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 you can't stop me out here. There's nothing you can do to stop me, and I'm making it look easy. It looks like it's fancy, but it's not. I'm just out here balling behind the back, bounce pass off the dribble. Like, it don't matter. I'm stopping popping three in your mouth. Like, you know, I'm, I'm throwing up Houdini layups. You can't stop this guy right now, man. He ain't, And he's just getting better. Does he not look better than what he did last year? Because the numbers sure, sure seem that way. So, so you know, I, I don't think that we've even seen the best of Steph Curry. I think that's really still to come. I think that you're going to see another three, possibly four years of him getting better before he plateaus, man. So, so it's really scary. And, and, and those guys are young. Draymond is young. He's looked like he's taking another level right now. That 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 team is scary, man. That team is is truly scary, and I think that we almost underrated them in terms of how high they could finish. In the right. Race. Hey, FIFA. Let me ask this. Remember, remember, was that last year? Remember when um, you know, when Stephen Curry made that statement, "I'm the best offensive player in the league" last year, and you know, we we didn't like kind of chuckle, but we was just like, damn, you know, is he? Based off how he's starting this season, yeah, I think I would have to say, not think, but he, I will say he is yes. the best offensive player in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, LeBron. Sorry, KD. Yeah. Sorry, um, <coughs> Nello, but, uh, like, dog, this dude is freaking unreal. Like, yeah. And, I, and I'm looking at, my, like, I'm, I'm looking at it as, like, if I was a, 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 you know, a guard coming down, checking him, like, how do you really guard this dude? Because it's like, if you play him too tight, you know he can he can get by you or, or, or get his pass by you or get an assist. If you if you lay off on him just a little bit, all you yeah. give him is if you give him like six inches, <laughs> he gets, his release is so yeah. quick. Bam! He's gonna bust your ass yeah. as soon as he cross over half court. You got you have to guard him. Like how do you guard that? Like that's that's I, I don't know. crazy. He's unreal, man. He's just so unreal. So yeah, looking at 
how he's starting off this season right now, even though we three, four games in, no, he's the best offensive player. Like, he's scary. Like, you have to literally guard him as soon as he crossed half court. Like, that's the best offensive bro, player right now. Bro. When you go seven for 12 and score 29 points in the quarter? Right. No, like, like he, bro. He's shooting, he, he shoot, he shooting 58% from the, 59% from the field and, like, 49% from three-point. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. He's going to break his own three-point record. He, he's going to yeah. do it. He's gonna, his pace is going, hell yeah. As long as he don't get injured, yeah. he's going to break his own three-point record. And, and, and shoot, when his career is over, he's going to surpass Ray Allen's. Oh, yeah. He's made. Like, he's the, you know, and I, I remember when Mark Jackson said, I remember when Mark Jackson said that was the best shooter you've ever seen. And I was like, dang, really, Mark Jackson? But, like, duh, I think he might be the best shooter in the, in the I've ever seen. Like, he yeah. might be the best. Yes. No, 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 I mean, no. Not, not that he might be B. Nah, yeah. look, 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 we've seen a lot about he is yeah. the best shooter. I think he's the greatest shooter ever, man. Like, I, just the way he does it, man, it's just like, wow. You've never like, seen it like that. Because never every seen it like other that. great shooter, Dale Ellis, Reggie Miller, um, um, Craig Hodges, Craig Larry Bird, Glenn Rice, Rice, Glenn Rice. <laughs> they all come off of picks. It's all within the offense, the majority of them. Of course, Ray Allen did it a little bit off the dribble, but not like this. Not like this, bro. And and, and that that's the, the scary thing about Steph Curry is that he has old man game. Because when you get older, trust me, you can well, still yeah, shoot. Because his, his game is not predicated off athleticism. You know not what I'm saying? At all. It's, it's not, not at like all. Russell Westbrook where, you know, we see in Russell Westbrook now, we're not going to see that same Russell Westbrook, you know, nine, ten years, ten from, years from now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to see that. Stephen Curry game. We can still we gonna still see that from Stephen Curry. He now he might not be as maybe his first step might not be as fast, mm-hmm. but but he can play off the ball. He can play off the ball. You're right. Run off, you can run off picks and all that. Thirty eight exactly. years old. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, man, that's crazy. It's crazy. He's gonna well, be he's gonna be an all time all time um um scoring person. I think he's gonna be top five when it's all said and done because of how yeah. many threes he's gonna hit. Yeah. Let's take it a step further. Is he the best player in the NBA right now? Yeah, man. Yeah, the I way he's cool. lighting the league on fire yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I cool. mean, yeah. If, if if you had to give an MVP for the first week of the NBA, <laughs> I'm giving it to Stephen, Stephen Curry. He's the yeah. best player in the NBA right now. I mean, yeah. he's 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 lighting it up, dog. He's lighting it up. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's that's the answer that I kept coming to, man. When I would see a game and watch how effortless it looked, I would ask myself, man, uh, is he the best player in the NBA right now? Dude, when they played against New Orleans the first game, dog, he was just doing, like, dribbling drills on Anthony Davis. Like, like he was going down there like, dog, that's Anthony Davis down there, do you? I mean, he was – he had no no fear at all. Laying it up, whatever. I was like, dog, this dude – I mean, like, and it was the first game of the season. Everybody like, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis. Now, Stephen Curry made us reminded, like, yo – Anthony Davis, yeah, you good and all, but I'm going to show you why I was the MVP of the league. And, yeah. and Stephen Curry is doing that right now. He's yeah. unreal. He's yeah. unreal. Damn, man. Yeah, man, I think I think the Warriors do feel disrespected. I think that they are – it looks like when they step on the court, they're trying to win every game. Like they're not coasting. They're not doing anything. They're trying to beat teams down. And it does look like um, it, it, it's reminiscent of what the Patriots – what it feels like the Patriots are doing right now in the NFL. 
you know, when they step on the court, they feel disrespected. And I think they really are, are keyed in and locked in from the first game on winning the NBA championship and putting the fear in dudes. And if Steph Curry coming around and, and popping, you know, shots and making it a little easy like that, I mean, we haven't even seen much of Clay Thompson, you know, or anybody else. And, and they just look, you're right, people, they just look better than they did last year. And I, I, I feel like an idiot. I'll be the first to admit, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> Not giving them the, the proper respect, man. And they're doing this without Kerr. They're doing this without the head coach. And without Kerr. But you know what people said? People said that they was going to be okay because, you know, like you said, they had a lot of their guys from last year still, you know, still together. So it's not like, you know, they missing five or six players from last year. They still got their same roster. So, yeah. you know, they was going to be okay without Kerr. Yeah. It's the cohesion that, 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 right. that, that they had last year. And, and just when, when you have a year like they had where you didn't really have injuries and stuff like that, you only build more cohesion. And, 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 and it's scary because to me, the unit you really see it on is really that second unit with Iguodala, Barbosa. Now you see McAdoo getting some minutes with, uh, um, um, who, who was, um, Sean Livingston. Like you, to me, that's the group that you see the, the, the most cohesion with right now. And, and when their second unit comes in, it's not about trying to maintain the lead or, you know, not, not trying to, you know, fall behind. They're trying to push it too. They're, they're, try, they're trying to run you out the gym. It's not just Steph Curry in the starting lineup. It's that yeah. second unit pushing. And, and, and or sometimes just maintaining. So when that starting lineup comes back, it's over. It's look, man. They, they whooped up on a playoff team in Memphis by fifty. That like like that just doesn't happen, and especially not this early. Because here's the thing: Memphis is about to start a four or five game road trip. Their first game back home is against the Warriors. Guys, what? Who do you think I got my money on? I think the Warriors going to smack them boys just like that again. Bro, the, the Warriors yeah. are for real. And I, I don't know how you guard Steph. I, I, like, like, I feel like a lot of the greatest players I've seen, there's certain things that you can take away, you know, force them to. But what do you do with Steph? What, like, what do you do? This man has supreme ball handling ability. So you're not going to get the ball away from him. He can or he can get wherever he wants. His passing is even better this year. And like B said, six inches is in your mouth. So so I, I don't I don't I don't know how you got him. What but you just gonna double team him the whole time? You can't do that. You can't do that. So I I, I don't know, man. I think that they have the, the, the most atomic weapon on their roster in the NBA because he can erase a twenty point deficit by himself. Let him make three threes. That's half of twenty points right there, almost. Yep. He can erase a twenty point deficit by himself, man. That's that's the credit. He he is by far the most explosive scorer in the NBA. You know, I think the funny thing about that fifty point blowout is, I think that was right after the Cavs put beat the Grizzlies by thirty two. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I, I you know, I raise you one. <laughs> it's like, okay, you beat them by thirty. All right, we're gonna show you why we are the champs. We're gonna beat them by fifty. And say something to that. <laughs> so they raised the stakes on that. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Um, man, I, I got I don't have anything else. You guys have anything else? Nope. No. Nah. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's a shame Kyle can be here. Hopefully, uh, he'll be here next week. We can see how this thing will run with him, man. I think um, we definitely want to um, try this maybe next next week and see how it goes. Man, mad love for everybody tuning in, man. Um, I didn't expect this turnout. I think I think that's crazy. What I yeah, want to do is also I'm- too. Yeah, also before you go, Ken, um, if y'all watching this, if y'all play fantasy football, make sure you check us out tomorrow at eight. PM Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna be on here. Same thing, Black talking about fantasy football. Your your, oh, your yeah. woes, your good, your, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <clears throat> oh, oh, uh, <laughs> hey, people, the Neek. Uh, he said you can't name fourteen quarterbacks playing better than Jameis right now. Fourteen uh, playing better than Jameis. Hold on, let me try. Okay. I want to see if I could bring in a uh, one or two calls. Right now? Uh, well, no, you can try your thing yet. Oh, Tucker Dance. <laughs> I don't know how he did that shit. Tucker Dance. 14 uh, QBs, Ralph. 14 QBs. Philip Rivers. Ben Roethlisberger before the injury. Um, obviously, Tom Brady. Eli. Um, I'll say I'm trying to go through all the teams in my head. Um, how, how many is that? Five. Yes, five. Five. Tony Romo before the injury. Um. Damn, 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 damn. We think some other teams. You can't. You can't. You can't include Cam Romo. Newton. I can't. Okay, cool. That's cool. Take Romo out. Cam Newton. I, I even take Matt Ryan. Um. Damn it, take Drew Brees. I'll take everybody in the division ahead of him. Um, Flacco, no. Never. Nah, uh, what, what, what's his name? Ray, um, Andy Dalton. Um, how many? That's 10. I need four more. All right, let me yep. get to the West Coast. I'll put Russell Wilson. 11. Um, get to the West Coast. Um, oh, psh, Carson Palmer. Right? That boy. Um, think some more, some more, some more. So I just need two more. We'll go back to Texas. Who's in Texas that I miss? Yeah. Um, Blake Bortles? Yeah, Blake, I, yeah, I could put Blake Bortles there. Oh, and, and my guy from um the Raiders. Uh, uh, Carr. David, David, David Carr. So 14. There you go. 14. There you go. 14. And I yeah. had to take Tony out. Yeah, David Carr deserves a mention, man. Um, he's playing lights Derek, out. Derek. 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 Yeah, he's balling. He's better be than his brother. Hey, but you yeah. know what, Ken, man? I know you say you'll, 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 you'll take it, you know, that, that, that you feel like a fool for not picking Steph Curry right now. But in all honesty, number two in the MVP vote right now is Russell Westbrook. So, so you know, just give you some props too, bro, because – Russell, Russell is looking like he, like he's crazy right now. Yeah, 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 he is. It, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be a fun season. Um, yeah. it's gonna be a fun season. That's what I'm looking forward to, man. So we'll see. But, um, but anyway, I think we're gonna call it a show, man. I was gonna try to, try to take some calls, but I gotta get out of here. So, um, but yeah, man, again, thanks to everyone for, uh, tuning in, man. Like, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't expect, uh, I didn't expect this, you know, so, uh, um, props to you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. You guys want to see it again. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, let us know, um, how you feeling, Blap. 
And make sure you tune in. Yeah, yeah, it will be uploaded to YouTube. I may chop it up into the different uh, topics as well so it'll be easier to digest. Um, but um, catch us tomorrow, man. B and I will be talking fantasy football. We got a lot of talk, lot to talk about Black Apocalypse, Black Sunday, whatever Ryan called it. Uh, Ryan will be, um, be on with us uh, for a little bit as well. Black Sunday, that's right. Black Sunday. So we got a lot to talk about, man. A lot of injuries happen that will affect playoff teams. I'm one of them. So, uh, anyway, appreciate you guys tuning in, man. Um, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the channel. And that's it. And um, you follow us on Twitter, you'll know whether or not we do this uh, next Tuesday or not at uh, 9 p.m. So, um, we out. Peace. <laughs>